Hello, everyone. Peace and blessings. This is Dr. Wendy Rhodes with the You Are Not Your Trauma Show. And today's guest is Driana Holland. And she is a serial entrepreneur. She is a mental health advocate. And she has several things under her belt that she's working on continuously, continuing to allow people to be themselves unapologetically, authentically. And so here she is. I'm going to bring her in and let her talk to you guys and let you know all about her. Hi, can you hear me now or no? Yes, ma'am. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you for the for um accepting the invite to come on the show. I just had to have you. Oh, you know I love you, Wendy. <laughs> You're so encouraging. And I figure with so many things that you've had in your life that it's time for you to share it on a platform that people can can hear and understand who you are, where you're coming from, and how you plan to impact the world. Not just, you know, we're going to impact the world, like not just one person at a time, but it, we're going to impact the world. We're going to do this together. Collaboration yes. over competition. So I'm going to step out of the way and I'm going to let you talk and I'm going to let you talk to these people. Tell them all about me. Okay, so, I mean, you know my story. We have talked many, many, many times, multiple times. I am, of course, in the car because I'm running from one event to the next, but I had to take out time for my girl, Wendy, to just come and talk to you guys about mental health and about that your trauma does not define you. You are not your trauma. And what does that mean? I, in 2021, twice, I tried to commit suicide. I mean, you look at me now, you would never be able to tell that, but I was a strong, seemed like black woman. And I was, I mean, I tea, I have four published books working on my fifth one. I am a mother of three kids. I'm a military spouse and all of that. You would think I would have a happy life, right? No, I was just miserable. Y'all I was depressed. I had anxiety. It was just so much things, so many things going on in my life. And I just wanted to give up and I was over it. And so I try to kill myself. I and this sometimes people my husband tells me, he say, You you say that a little bit too nice. And I'm like, I have to say it nice to keep from crying. Because when I start to think about if I wasn't here, all of the things I would miss with my kids, with helping people to understand mental health is so important. Understanding the fact that self-care is care because sometimes you try to take care of these kids and your family, your husband, if you got a wife, your wife, your parents, when they're and you know older, you got to take out time for yourself. And I didn't do that. But today, after going to therapy twice a week for a year, and now I'm, I'm, I'm doing it once a week now, I am in a better, better place. I now have a, non, a nonprofit called I Matter. I also have another nonprofit that I co-own with my mom and my sister called Dynamic Explosion Cheer, where we offer mental wellness one-on-ones with our youth department. And we service over 150 kids every week, Monday through, Monday through Thursday. I wish it was Monday through Wednesday. They, them kids have us all the time. And I just love it. So living life is amazing. Life will life. That's why I tell people all the time, life will life, things will happen. And you just need to learn how to control your emotions and understand what your triggers are to ensure that you will be the best version of yourself. 
yourself. I tell people all the time, perfection is your enemy to success. There's no such thing as perfection, only progression. You're progressing to be the better person than you was yesterday. That's it. Wendy girl. I can't hear you. Life be lifing. Yeah. Life be lifing. It do. I love that. And the funny part is I just heard that term recently, probably about a month ago, right? Mm -hmm. From from this this lady that I call my roomie, right? And Rumi has said, you know, life be lifing. And I was like, dang, life do be lifing. It do. Because it's going to keep moving no matter what. It don't matter what's going on. Life is going to continue to life. It's not going to stop. It's going to keep moving. It yes. don't matter. It does not matter. Think about exactly. it. Look at you. You got a husband. You got kids. You got these, these, uh, things that you're doing with the cheer team, you're right. doing all of this stuff to encourage them. But yet at the same time, yourself, you were, it was like when your inside and your outside don't match. Right. That so part. Your outside was saying, I'm all for it. I got this. I got it together. And dying on the inside. Girl, I'm struggling. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a, and I'm gonna tell you, this is what I call it. I call it a hostage takeover. Okay. It's a hostage okay. takeover. Mm -hmm. Because when your outside says one thing and your inside is screaming for the outside to look like the inside, it's a hostage takeover. You're right. I like it, that. It really is. It's that. a hostage takeover. Listen, I was looking at your link tree. Okay, girl. My PR person, Kia Thomas, did that. Shout out to my PR person. Listen, I'm going, okay. Uh, okay, here we go. If you, need, if you need to let me know, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. You already know. I got to turn this phone off because life going to keep lifing on that it too. Went, it went I meant to turn it off ahead of time. But it's yeah, so, so what is the next book that you're working on? Girl, so what happened? <laughs> so I actually I'm planning a big, huge event. It's going to be released in July around my birthday time. Um, It's called When I Saw Myself. And, yeah. And it's basically about who I am now, because let me tell you something. I love God. Like before I was like, oh, I love Jesus and all that. You know, I was like a lukewarm Christian. Let's be honest. Because I was like stepping my foot in one door and like over here committing adultery in the other one. Let me just, you know, put it out there. And so God wasn't pleased with that. I wasn't doing it all. It was just one, like, anyway. So me and my husband, we was both doing things that wasn't pleasing to God. And until one day I had this traumatic experience that God was like, you got to choose. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay. And ever since then, I started studying to figure out who I am, who I am. What am I on earth to do? Why am I even here? What is my purpose? How can I impact? What can I say to the people that are struggling like me? You know what I'm saying? 
And that's what it's just me becoming. It's like the person I became of who I am today. And my other book was when I can't see myself, it was because I felt invisible. I'm always encouraging everybody, inspiring everybody, but nobody was trying to help me. And I felt like I was suffering. Nobody saw me because I was always smiling on the outside. But now I got, vo I got a voice. I'm going to tell you how I feel in a nice way. I have boundaries. Okay, I know how to say no. I take self-care days. I get massages once a month. Like, I take care of me now. So that's what it's about, you know? I tell I you, it makes, it makes such a difference to refocus. Yes. Because when you've gone through a lot and you've done a lot, where are you in the midst of all of that? You lose yourself. This is something that I was talking about the other day is we are, we're teen moms. We're teen mom, parents, sisters. It yes. is more. <laughs> we, we <did> that. <laughs> we're teen moms. And we were married at an early age. Yes. Yes. Those two things by itself. You rethink the whole madness because you're looking at it. You're going, who am I besides my kid's mother? Mm -hmm. Who am I besides his wife? And that's where your life basically starts. And that's all it's all about. And then when, like you said, you had to learn how to self-care and, and have healthy boundaries. And those boundaries are so important. Uh they are so important i'm just telling you they are very very important and when i look at you and i think about you saying that you tried to commit suicide it's like yeah. what could have been that bad you know yeah you're right that's what i say ask myself <laughs> like what was so bad in my life I need to do that. But it was the fact of, it was the negative thoughts that I believed about myself. You know what I'm saying? You're not good enough. You don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, where everybody want people to be, you know, like them and have all these friends. I don't have the right friends. It was just, it was to me right now, I felt it was stupid. But in the moment, it don't feel stupid, you know? And that's why you got to meditate on that word day and night. Because what you Ooh. pour in your body, you know what I'm saying, is what come out your mouth. And so if you get a negative thought, you can't battle that with nothing positive because you haven't even poured nothing into your spirit positive. So... Exactly. You know, I was, I can't, I can't fight the enemy by myself. You got to have some power with you. And that's the Holy Spirit. Okay. I'm trying to tell you. Um, but what I will say is people don't understand that the imposter syndrome is so real. Oh girl. Yes, it is. Imposter syndrome is when you don't feel like you deserve to be where you are. You don't feel as if the table that you sitting at you got no business being there. The job that you have, you have no business having that job. Like, look at him. He belongs here, but I don't belong here. Well, let me tell you about two people that you would never even think that had imposter syndrome. Ooh. So how could we possibly not feel, you know, feel like we wouldn't, We it's it like something like that will pass by us. Yeah. Michelle Obama. Oh, I read her book. Yeah. And... Maya Angelou was a oh, yeah. 
Mm. Those two women are very confident, but on the outside, like we was talking about, how mm. that exterior look one way, and on the inside, it's another way. You know but, why? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. You was into you it. Go ahead. No, I was going in. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me hear what you're going to say. My bad. I was thinking. I was going to say, no, go ahead. I messed it up. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, one of the reasons why that happens is because of humility. They are two women that are not above themselves. They're two humble women. This is me looking at it through my lens as I see them as being two humble women that don't want to ever seem like they're above God in any kind of way because they both give God the glory. And when you are a humble person, sometimes you kind of feel like maybe I don't belong here or maybe on the inside you want to continue to check yourself before you wreck yourself because it's bad for your health. So here. look, I'm like, here I go. Now nah, I ain't trying to go there. Look, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, hey man, you better you better thank girl. But I'm just saying the imposter syndrome is it, it can be um a lot of times I have felt like that, you know, but because of knowing who I am in God, knowing our creation, like you said. Meditating on his word day and night and not going by what other people say about you, but what God's saying about you. Yeah. That's why I was just going to, that's why I was getting ready to say a lot of reasons why we all, because we experience it, especially when you go into new levels of imposter syndrome, because you forget who you are. That's it. You forget who you are because God, a lot of people who God placed in certain high positions and authority, they didn't belong there in the first place. But God put them there for a reason. So any place we are, if we feel like we don't belong there, we have to go back and say, God, is this for infiltration? Meaning, am I supposed to sit here in this space, even though I don't want to, to infiltrate, to get information, to understand what the enemy is about to do so I can stop it? Or is it for me to make an impact? You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I, and I've been there and I, and I teach my kids this and I teach our coaches this at um, our cheer program that you have to understand who you are. A lot of times I think I'm going to speak on African-Americans. We don't we don't understand our history fully. And because we don't understand our history fully, that slavery did something really, really hard to our mental. No, people would say, oh, slavery was so long ago. That's understandable, but generational trauma is still real. And so that trauma gets passed down. And that's why a lot of African-Americans feel like they're not worthy, feel like they're not, they don't matter, feel like they're not good enough, which in actuality, they've been good enough. You know, they were good enough to build this entire country. They were good enough to be great at all the sports, mostly that we do in this country and every other country. So I just want them to understand that we are just as great as every other individual and human being on this earth. You have to understand that God created all of us, not just one race, all of us. And until you go and understand who you are 
and what you come from and what you can do and what authority you have and who gave you that authority and what authority you actually walk in, then imposter syndrome would never, it would never come back to you again because you will always know every step you take is guided by God because he's taking you to the next level to wherever he needs you to go for the impact of other people. Your, your testimonies, your trauma, the things you've been through, everything that happens in your life is nothing, not always about you. It's about helping other people to get to the next level as well. And to just understand that life is amazing. Life will life, but together we can have a great life. So, you know, I get excited about that because when you understand who you are, it's a different story. Because I be saying, God, send me a sign like Abraham. Send me a sign like Abraham. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, people don't understand that, though. Just saying. This was something that I was going to say, too, because when you were talking, I was over here getting crunk. But I had to pull out and let you just have a floor because I'm like, go, go on. Go on and teach a girl. Go. Just tell it. Tell it like it is. <laughs> but, you know, you think about it. Our parents grew up back in the day. They could only teach us what they knew. That's what it. their parents knew. And their mm -hmm. parents didn't know much of nothing. Mm -hmm. So everything that we've been programmed to do, we have to deprogram. Mm -hmm. The God that we grow up knowing is the God that our mothers serve. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. because of that, when we actually come into the realization of how real God is and how alive that book is, it is alive. And people don't understand how alive the Bible is the impact that it has on our lives. When we say a thing and command a thing or even go to our father. And, and of course, a lot of times we may get no's from God, but when he finally opened that door to say yes, his yes opens a lot of doors. It, it's not just that one yes, it's yes, 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 yes. And it's like a lot of things that come from that. I'm like in that position right now. Girl, yes. When you finally start discovering what God has placed inside of you and he's showing you you, he said, there is one thing that I want you to do. From this one thing falls seven things. Mm -hmm. Door after door after door after door. Yeah, because that, that's like, you know, I have this big competition coming up. I've never, never, ever done nothing like this in my life. It's never been done in the United States, but God gave it to me back in January of last year. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't even, know. Mm -mm, I don't even do that. That's when I was being a lukewarm Christian too. <laughs> and he kept, he kept giving it to me. I'm like, I don't want to do that because I don't know what to do. Like I, I had a fear of failure. You know, I was like, I don't know how to do it. So I don't want to do it and, you know, fail. And then people talk about me, man, now, like it's is I my husband told me something today and I'm so thankful that he did it and it made my day. He said, Baby, I'm so proud of you. Because even when you have challenges or obstacles come up during this competition event that you're planning, you handle it like, okay, God gonna take care of that because God gave it to me. Like he said, You have no worries. I said, Yeah, because I've been reading that Bible and according to the stuff he's been doing for them people. At least he can do this. Like, I mean, this ain't even nothing. I mean, Elijah told the people, told God that, oh, don't let it rain for three years and some months. And he didn't. Like, that's a long time. I'm just asking for an event to be good. Like, 
it, it can't be that hard for my God, you know? That's so right. I just started switching it around. And that's the thing. If people ever pay attention, Wendy, if you told me that dream, if you do this, I'll do that. And then when I do it and you say, well, I ain't finna do it. And I'm like, well, Wendy, you said, and I got proof of it, that if you have a good character, you will what? You will go and do it and abide by your word. That's the same thing with God. Like, it ain't like he ain't gonna do it. He, he might just be waiting on you to remind him. Like, God, you said, remember, according to your word right here, it's what you said. He gonna be oh, like, oh, yeah. you, you right. You're right. Because God is not a man that he that should lie. Okay. Neither hmm. the son of man that he have to repent. Oh, you better tell it. And so I just I look at it differently. Like, you know, by a month like early February eighth, February 9th, we didn't have hardly, you know, we had a few teams kind of registered. We had a lot of teams registered, then a lot on pulled out. Now we're at 20 registered teams. And at that event venue, um, an individual event producer, meaning uh, people that we used to go to for a competition, a cheer competition, they have 20 people at that event, that venue. So we are already doing what the regular people are doing that's been doing it for years. And we've got sponsors. And I'll even say this. We had got a big donor from somebody who I've never met. I, my, na wow. I, my name was just in a room. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, all you got to do is be obedient to what God yeah. tells you to do. And don't worry how it's going to get done. Just do it. And at first, in my sponsorship letter, I said, sometimes you got to do it scared. And that was wrong. I had to go back and take that out. Because you should never do anything scared. scared. All the time, you got you just got to do it, God. That's it. Just do That's it, God. It. Yep. You yep. know? And so, it's been going great since then. And it takes work. You know, I learned a lot of stuff from this, from doing this event. If I haven't learned anything else, I understand what it means when it say faith without works is dead. It's dead, yeah. You have faith and then you don't do the work. You like, I, like I'm at this event now that I'm working because here I'm going to go get some more money. I need some more sponsors. So like, it's a networking event. Let me, when I finish with you, I'm going to get some more money for this mental health awareness event because these kids that I sit and deal with on a weekly basis, they want to commit suicide they're being bullied at school they're, they're, their homes are not you know healthy i'm taking off my job going to the principal's office i'm going to the schools i don't went to the courthouse so you know i'm i'm doing everything i can to make sure these kids are great mentally and we're teaching right. them these things and so guess what i want to teach every other any other cheerleaders dancers or anybody in the community that want to come to this type of event about mental health and why it's so important for us, especially African-Americans, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And it definitely does make a difference because when you're talking about kids, they got to see the love. They got to feel the love from somebody and just know. And, and that's the thing. I mean, and, and we always go back to, I, ma I matter. Yes. Yes. They do matter. Yeah. But if they're not getting the love at home, you think about it now, a lot of times there is single family, single parent households right now. It's a lot of single parent households that are struggling, that they don't get a chance to hug their child and tell them that they love them. But you think about it, if they didn't get the love when they were growing up, a lot yeah. of times they don't know how to show love. When they're growing up, yeah. Yeah. And those are traumatic experiences for kids. Yes. Very traumatic. Rejection. You, abandonment. You yeah. 
So, so they end up having rejection issues, abandonment issues, anger issues, bitterness, because it's like you're looking over here at all of these that family, this is what the family dynamic looks like. This is what it looks like on the outside. See, that's what we keep on going back to, what it looked like on the outside, but you really don't know what's going on behind that closed door. Yeah. And the best thing about DXC is our foundation is God. So we have, and I don't, I'm not talking about any of the cheerleading programs, but for us, I know we have shut down practice, canceled the whole day to bring in cheerleaders and parents and pray for them. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's about the souls. The cheer is great. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing. We win, we win trophies. We we award winning now. But the best thing for my, my mom is very, man, she is very adamant about ensuring your soul is right. And That's so right. And, and you know, with the parents and the children. And we would be surprised at how many young children suffer in silence. And if you don't take the time out to really talk to them and, and pull it out of them and just be patient with them, they can go down the wrong path, you know? But that's um, how a lot of a lot of the young girls or teenage girls end up pregnant. Mm-hmm. They're looking for love in all the wrong places. And they end up with Mr. Joe Blow, who says, ooh, you cute, this, that, and the other. Then you done gave yourself to them. Now you pregnant. What you going to do? What you gonna do? Have that baby and he gonna be gone doing his thing with another exactly. girl. Exactly. If it wasn't for my mama, as I'm telling you, if it wasn't for my mama, let me tell you, if it wasn't for her, because she was like, Yeah, okay, so you you pregnant, you're still going to school. I'm gonna keep him while you go to school, but when you get out of school, you come get your package. Right. Come on and get your package. She she was not playing, but she wasn't playing about that education either. Yeah, that was my mom too. And I'm I, you know, we had our stories. We talked about our stories and stuff. So it was Mm -hmm. it was good. I was fortunate to still be able to be with my children's father. But man, let me tell you, life was lifing because baby. We was going at it, then we love each other. We go not in a fight. We never fought each other. The man never hit me. But meaning like just trying to figure out ourselves as young adults. You know, we never exactly. had like serious relationships and didn't know what that looked like. Didn't I didn't have my father in my life like that. He neither did he. So, you know, you gotta understand how that that mechanisms and stuff like that work for love. But you're right. It was just these kids, they go the opposite route. They go to jail, you know, stealing or trying to kill or shoot, fight, you know, it's just, it's they caught up in gangs because they're accepted there. Yeah. And that's, and that's the truth part. And so I'm just working hard in our Leon County, Gaston County and Wakala County community to just try to ensure that our kids around here have a safe space, you know, and they are heard. You know, that's very important for me. Like, I ask the kids sometimes when I go into the gym, how was your day? You know, what was good about your day today? What was not so good about your day today? How can I help you have a better day? You know, because those are questions that they may not have to have a chance to be asked at at home, you know? And so we're a family and it takes a village to raise these kids. Let's help everybody, you know? So that is so, so true. But I am so thankful that you were able to come in today. Um, I know you're going to get that back. 
So <laughs> yes, I know you got back, but let me see. What I got over here is a banner. How can people get in contact with you? you got so Facebook. Yep, that's Driana Latoya. That's it. Facebook, Driana Latoya. Instagram, Driana Latoya. Um, I don't even have a website. Nope. But Driana Latoya. You go on the link tree on Instagram. You see. Oh yes, and my my email. I forgot. Like, how do you forget that? Like, <laughs> so my PR person, she keeps me like so grounded. She sent me a thing today. She's like, listen, I got new. I set some more stuff up on your link tree. You got to update your QR code. I'm like, thank you, girl. So yes. <laughs> I'm Driana Latoya on all social media platforms, and my email is driana.latoya at mail.com. And I am also, of course, you've seen it on my link tree. I do team building workshops and mental wellness workshops, motivational speaker, because I'm speaking in what Jamaica in September um, at a rich women's explosion. So, yeah, I love people. I love to come and, and inspire, motivate, and ensure that individuals understand that mental health is wealth. So you can yes. find I am actually going to get out of your way and let you talk to the audience and leave them with some tidbits, okay? Okay, girl. Okay. So I will say this to everyone who's listening. First and foremost, give yourself some grace because you should. You are amazing. You are great. You are wonderfully made. And there's nothing wrong with you. Everything about you is amazing and progression is great. Never strive for perfection. It will get you nowhere. Continue on being who God called you to be because you've always been great because the Bible says you are great, especially if you're a woman and you're looking for a man. I'm just putting this out there. I don't know why it's dropped in my spirit. The Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. So always remember that you was good before he found you. So never let that person make you feel unworthy. Okay. Also, remember that if you feel unworthy, if you feel unloved, if you feel that you don't matter, you do. You matter. You're loved. You're worthy. And if you don't think so, go look in your Bible a little bit or even just go Google, why did Jesus die? And he'll tell you for the love of you. So I want you guys to have an amazing, 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 terrific, terrific Tuesday because you should. <laughs> have a great day, y'all. Thank you again for being here. I love you. You know, I always love your beautiful <laughs> smile. Always be smiling. I love it. <laughs> Always. But thank okay. you again for coming. And um, I'm going to go ahead and close us out over here. But thank okay. you again. And everybody just know that you can get in contact with Driana at Driana Latoya. There you go on all social media platforms. And her email is Driana.latoya at mail.com. So yes. mental health does matter. Your mental health does matter because I matter. You did that. <laughs> All right, we're gonna close this out. Cool.
All right, everybody. Peace and blessings to you and your family. Thank you so much for tuning in to You Are Not Your Trauma with Dr. Wendy Rhodes. And thank you again to our guest, Driana Holland. Thank you guys and have an abundantly blessed night.